everyone. This is B with the Main Street Telegraph, and today is June 20th, 2018. I'm really excited about this week's episode because I've adjusted how I record, and I think it sounds so much better. Hopefully it's better for you too. Alright, let's get all this corporate stuff out of the way. Since John Lasseter's departure from Disney, we have been waiting to hear who will take over the animation divisions. Pete Docter, who wrote and directed Up and Inside Out, will be named Chief Creative Officer of Pixar Animation Studios. Jennifer Lee, co-director of Frozen, will be Chief Creative Officer of Walt Disney Animation Studios. It was previously announced that Lasseter would remain until the end of the year as a consultant before officially leaving the company. Alright, so I know a few weeks ago everyone was talking about Disney's plan to buy a bunch of 20th Century Fox assets. Well, it isn't a done deal. They've landed in a bidding war with Comcast. Disney is really pushing for it, though, as they now plan to add cash to their previous stock offer of $52 billion. This is in response to Comcast offering a $65 billion all-cash offer. So we'll see how that goes. Let's talk some Disneyland food. You can now find pineapple cotton candy at Disneyland. The size of a pineapple, the yellow candy floss features a crisscross pattern to resemble a pineapple's skin, edible sparkles, and a not-so-edible tropical umbrella. But word on the street, and by street I mean Instagram, is that the cotton candy is actually vanilla-flavored and not pineapple. Hey, if you're in the park, give it a try and let me know. I believe last week when I was talking about all the things coming to Pixar Pier, I neglected to mention Bing Bong Sweet Stuff. Now, if you don't know who Bing Bong is, you need to go watch Inside Out right now. If you have seen Inside Out, you're probably already crying. What they sell is in the name. I'll link to the Disney blog in the show notes so you can see all the pictures yourself, but expect colorful cake pops and candy apples based on many of your favorite Pixar characters. In keeping with the boardwalk atmosphere, you'll be able to choose from many different flavors of saltwater taffy, as well as flavored popcorns and rainbow cotton candy. Even considering what I missed, I did talk a lot about Pixar Pier opening up in California Adventure and Pixar Fest. So let's move over to Walt Disney World and the rest of the globe to talk about more Pixar. At Walt Disney World, you'll find that the incredible summer celebration is getting into full swing. Toy Story Land will be opening in Hollywood Studios on June 30th, about nine days from this recording. The area will feature the Slinky Dog Dash Coaster, Alien Swirling Saucers, and Toy Story Mania, which I imagine is much like the very popular 4D arcade in California Adventure. You'll be able to meet all of your favorite Toy Story characters and eat at Woody's Lunchbox Restaurant. It's being advertised that the Green Army Man Drum Corps will also be featured in the area, and I imagine it will be a lot like the interactive show in California Adventure. But the Pixar celebrations and park editions don't stop here in the US. Let's follow this to our next segment, International Disney News. Disney Pixar Toy Story Land opened at Shanghai Disney back in April. There are three rides. Slinky Dog Spin is a small ride where the Slinky Dog chases his tail around a dog bowl. So it spins in a circle. Now, Disneyland Paris has a Slinky Dog Zigzag Spin, which is essentially the same ride, but the dips as you go around in the circle seem to be a lot deeper, while Shanghai's version are a lot more gentle. There's also Rex's Racer, which looks a little more thrilling, but still pretty low-key. Rex stands in front of a U-shaped track, and you'll swing back and forth on it. 
watching a YouTube video of it. It looks pretty fun. Lastly, there is Woody's Roundup, which seems to be like an even less fun Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters. You sit in a cart, pulled by a horse, all of them are different and have names, and they do a little dance. Essentially, the horses go around in a figure eight, and the cart swings back and forth as you go around this figure eight, while music plays, of course. While Rex's racer may not be great for all children, the other two rides in this area seem to be geared more towards younger children. As for food, Shanghai has a toy box cafe similar in name to Walt Disney World's Woody's Toy Box Restaurant. This is a quick service food location, which Disney describes as picnic style dining and specifically offers snacks, Western, Italian, and Asian cuisine. Looking at the pictures, it looks like you can get a baked sweet potato and I can definitely tell that there are marshmallows on it. And that sounds pretty delicious. They also have these adorable round bottom specialty drink cups that I hope come to Disneyland. Lastly, you can head to Al's Toy Barn to pick up all your souvenirs. They boast that you can take home toys and games like Andy's in a store designed to look just like the one from the movie. Oh, and don't forget to head to the meeting post to meet Woody and Jesse. Now, I won't be able to get over to Shanghai to check any of this out anytime soon, but if by any chance any of you listeners have or plan to, please tell me all about it. Disney's Tokyo theme park will be expanding, adding three new areas. The Kingdom of Arendelle from Frozen will feature a Frozen attraction much like the one in Epcot, and a restaurant will be inside the castle. There will also be a Rapunzel area with her tower surrounded by a forest and a restaurant based on the Snuggly Duckling. The third area will be Neverland, which will feature two attractions. The first being a flight over Neverland that culminates in a fight with Captain Hook. The second will feature the popular Tinkerbell in Pixie Hollow. The theme of the restaurant in this area will be the Lost Boys Hideout. This expansion will include a fantasy-themed hotel with 475 rooms, a retail store, and two restaurants. The size of the development is 1.5 million square feet. For comparison, that equates to about 26 football fields, 23 soccer fields, the footprints of almost 9 Eiffel Towers, or about 7 jungle cruises. Man, I could do that all day. Over in Hong Kong Disneyland, a temporary expansion is in the works. The lack of land in Hong Kong is a pretty common problem, and the government was criticized for leaving a 148-acre site unused. Now Hong Kong Disneyland plans to place a Dutch-themed garden in that space. However, the park is still in the midst of starting its first phase of expansion, with construction planned throughout 2023, so we likely won't see any headway made on that garden for a few years. Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris may not be returning until January of 2019, about six months from now. The attraction was closed for refurbishments in January of this year, and it was announced that it would be returning in the fall of this year. As of now, employees who work that attraction have been told that they will be continuing with their temporary assignments through next January. I haven't been able to find a lot of information on what they're exactly doing to the attraction, but only that it will be a very thorough refurb of the inside and outside of the ride. I wanted to let you guys know of some upcoming events at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. If you haven't heard of it before, it features exhibits and events concerning the life and legacy of Walt Disney. It was originally started by his heirs, though the Walt Disney Family Foundation no longer owns it. It has no formal connections with the Walt Disney Company. You can go walk the museum, 
as well as attend films, classes, and talks. Films being shown in the month of June include The Little Mermaid, Deer Basketball, The Reluctant Dragon, and Lux. An upcoming talk I wanted to mention features Pete Docter, which as I mentioned earlier is the new chief creative officer of Pixar Animation Studios, and Chris Merritt who has created attractions at Disneyland parks across the globe. They will be there to discuss the upcoming book Mark Davis Goes to Wed, Designing the Disney Theme Parks, and this will occur on June 30th at 1pm. You can head over to WaltDisney.org to find tickets, and I'll be sure to post a link in the show notes. Alright guys, that's all I have time for today. I wanted to take a second and thank Tony for his iTunes review of the show. Tony wrote, Great first episodes. Can't wait to see this podcast grow. B's voice is perfection. I love the information, and it's inspired me to go to the parks. Like, in literally three days, lol. Thank you so much, Tony. I'm beyond flattered, and I'm so happy I inspired you. I hope you had a great time in the parks. And please, if you enjoy the Main Street Telegraph, leaving a rating and review on iTunes is a great way to help us out. I'll be sure to read it on the air, and if you really love the show, share it with a friend. You can reach me, B, at MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or corrections. I'll be happy to read those on the show too, good or bad. You can stream and download the show at MainStreetTelegraph.com. We're also available on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find links to follow us on all the social media there. Like the Main Street Telegraph page on Facebook to stay up to date on all our newest releases. Alright guys, thanks and have a wonderful day.